Hello and welcome back to season two of the Telltale Podcast with me, your host, Kayla Goldsmith. This season, I've lined up a bunch of new and exciting guests, longer episodes, and a new segment which I'll unveil a little later. But for now, this first episode was actually recorded before I finished season one, so I'm so glad you can all finally listen to it. This episode, I speak with the incredible Omar Alzacoli, an artist and member of the Museum of Contemporary Arts Gen X Youth Committee. We talk all about the work the MCA committee do, the importance of creating spaces for young artists, learning to claim one's artistry and more. It was a pleasure speaking with Omar, whose vibrant personality really shines through in this episode. So with that, let's get right into it. Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. I'm very good. How about you? I'm so good. It's so good to have you on. Um, and I'm really excited to chat with you and learn a little bit more about your story. Thank you so much. Actually, same. I've been so excited to start as well. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. So um, I love to start off a lot of my interviews by asking, you know, the generic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What are your interests? And so forth. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice question. Um, so... To simplify it, um, my name is Omar. Um, I am a year 11 student. I am 16 years old. I am, regard. okay, so I come from a very conservative community and I think that's constituted a lot of my personality, especially since I have this kind of non-conformist personality. Yeah. And so I kind of like just go against everything that's set or pushed upon me. As you um, should. Yeah. Um, regarding my interests, um, it's quite, it, I mean, it's not surprising. I'm very, I'm very big on arts. I love the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like an English, like I just love English. Like, you know, in school, everyone's just like, oh, English. I'm just like, oh my God, English, you know. <laughs> I love literature. Yes. Um, I've recently got into philosophy. I'm a massive philosophy fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm a massive teapot collector. So I'm... <laughs> collecting them teapots and I'm excited to see how far my collection goes okay I love that that yeah. is really that's probably one of the most interesting answers I've ever had for that first question <laughs> wait I love to ask everyone like what is your favorite book I just love to ask that to everyone okay um for me uh I'm currently reading The Great Gatsby I think <sighs> I'm I'm really liking that so far yes it's um, really yeah yeah not so good yeah but I read a lot too. I think you'd need to give me a, a few minutes to like really think about that. Yeah. I'll probably like email you my favorite book after this interview. I look when forward I, to it, yes. <laughs> when I think about it. All right. Well, that was really interesting. Um, and I love philosophy in English as well. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Um, so you're a member of the MCA Youth Committee. Um, that's how I kind of got in touch with you. Could you run us through, you know, what the committee does and the roles that you play? Okay, um, so the youth committee um, is a small, we're a small, diverse group of young people. Mm-hmm. We develop and um, we deliver programs for our peers and our audience at the MCA. Um, and its construction, um, or like our reason, is heavily influenced by the realization of the underrepresentation of young voices in our media yeah. and communities. And, you know, even though like we are a large part of the population, we make up a lot. Um, and we are very much, we are very capable of bringing valuable ideas and perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we just want to bring forward our voices um, and 
these notions are like heavily prominent in the philosophy of Gen X and our entire purpose. Yeah. Um, also about what we do inevitably um, through um, COVID, there's been a massive change in our presence, our purpose and our programs. Um, the biggest change would be the dormancy or kind of diminishment of Gen Next from our current mm -hmm. program, which is disappointing to an extent. Yeah. However, I'm actually loving our post-COVID purpose um, <laughs> because um, we have really evolved as a group, I think, and we've had we have had numerous conversations about our new purpose and what does it mean to be a young person during this time. Yeah. And yeah, our focus is currently on on having like meaningful conversations, educating, and most importantly, letting young voices be heard and amplifying them. Mm -hmm. um, I can actually read you some of what we wrote in our recent manifesto. So we've yeah. started with a new manifesto, but just some of the important, um, you know, we say we are genuine, we are caring, we are radical, we are meditating, we are listening and we are supporting. We want to create cross-generational dialogues about the issues important to us. We want to document youth culture. We want to diminish false visages surrounding the arts. We want to amplify diverse, marginalized, and silenced voices. These are just like some, but I think you, you could get a good idea on our purpose and what we do yeah. as a group. No, wow, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, you know, as you said, you know, inevitably through COVID, a lot has changed in terms of your purpose and the kind of activities that you hold. Could you give us some examples of some of those, um, the way that the activities have changed, for instance, um, like a certain, the Gen X, which is one of the biggest activities that you hold. Yeah. Um, how has it been affected by COVID? Um, obviously, um, well, there's been like the limit to how many people can come into the museum. Mm -hmm. um, and we have had tried to create smaller scale. So I know once we did um, like a small Gen X in Bankstown Art Center, mm -hmm. that wasn't as successful because we find that a lot of our audience um, are people wanting to come to come and party and listen to music. And <laughs> we want to just, as much as we loved that, we did want to kind of move on to being like getting our audience to be more involved in the arts. Yeah. Not just coming there to party and, you know, listen to music. As much as that is fun and there's a place and time for that. Mm. I feel like COVID gave us that opportunity to kind of, um, yeah, discover and create a new chapter in the Gen X journey. Yeah, narrow the focus, I guess, more yeah. to the art um, rather than, you know, the social aspect. But, I mean, the social aspect is, is a great part of that. But definitely, yeah. I 100% agree with what you said. And I think the focus on, you know, young people and, and kind of amplifying those voices is definitely something I'm passionate about. I mean, mm -hmm. this podcast is all about that. Um, and that's why I was so excited to get you on today. So, again, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, what was the process of you getting involved with the MCA? Um, you know, I know that you can kind of get involved with the MCA um, you know, through attending events and stuff like that, but actually getting onto the youth committee um, kind of board because I know that it's it's only quite a few people that are on the on the committee themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it like twenty or yes, something like that? We've kind of lost a little bit of numbers, mm. like from last year, because yeah. applications I don't think really opened last year because again, COVID didn't give us that opportunity. Yeah. Um, but hopefully soon, I'm sure they will open. Um, in 2019, when I joined there was an application on the youth committee site and let me tell you a little bit how I got to join. So 
I'll be honest, before like being told about the application, I knew nothing about the youth committee at all. Like I didn't even know what Gen X existed. Mm. And that was actually a problem I brought to the youth committee. I'm just like, hey, it was like, we need to spread and we need to kind of take away this centralization of these specific suburbs and yeah. like extend our accessibility. But um, so it was actually my art teacher. And she told me that there's this nice program and I have a friend there and she told me that there's new applications and we want people to come and apply it. So I'm like, that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, and there was actually two other friends who were with me and they both applied as well. And mm -hmm. they both got in as well. So I'm actually with them as well right awesome. now, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the application process just consists of answering some questions about your values and your goals for them to get an insight into your purpose. Mm -hmm. it's fairly simple and then you submit it and then you schedule a, an interview mm. and then it just it goes from there and with me I was 14 at the time um <laughs> my end and I was like I don't know I wrote two like I wrote so much useless stuff for the <laughs> I wrote it so long I spent days on that application and I know I really yeah. should <laughs> I was just like so excited I'm just like oh my god it's because I'm so used to like this conservative community and I'm like mm. I really was so excited to be part of like a, a very arts involved and progressive community that I've never been involved in. So yeah. I was just so excited. I went in with like the cringiest clothes and it was so bad, <laughs> but like it was, it's, it's definitely going to be haunting me for the rest of my life, but it'll be fun. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's awesome. Um, and like to get involved with um, the MCA and everything that they're doing is, is an awesome kind of feat. Um, I found out about the program through a friend of mine um, who's, I think she's a part of the MCA. She's been attending a lot of the events and she's um, been really active with it. And, and the fact that like, I didn't know about it before is so crazy to me because I think, yep. you know, this really needs to get out there to so many people because I think it's an amazing um, platform that offers so many young people um, a chance to like amplify their voice and get really immersed in arts, which is something definitely. that I think is awesome. Mm, definitely. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as well, in terms of art, you, what kind of art do you, do you love to, to make or do you love to consume? Oh, I, I like to do both. Um, I actually, um, so I am, I mean, I like to, okay, I'm an artist, okay. Um, yeah. And I like to, my main medium would be oils and acrylics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a massive portrait fan. Like I can't do landscapes or anything else besides portraits. I'm just so yeah. drawn to humans and people. It's so weird. Like, I'm like, it's like, it's like this weird inherent humanist or, thing in me which finds meaning in everything but like it's so exhausting so um but I love just oils have been my favorite but they can be quite annoying dry time and yeah it's just it's a little bit annoying but what I want to say was with like if I used to struggle with calling myself an artist and I think yeah. that's something I really wanted to address as well coming to the yeah. MCA was it's so hard to call yourself an artist because there's so many images or like so many false visages surrounding it which like an artist is a person who's completed this is of mm. this age who does this has you know it's like it's so intimidating yeah but we have to like I feel like if you make work you are an artist 
And I think that's what I wanted to get people to realize because it was so hard for me because I felt like I was so up myself. I'm like, I'm an artist. <laughs> so I kind of said, no, I'm not an artist. I just make. But yeah. if you make, you're an artist. And I think I want everyone else to realize that. Yeah, I think um, art has a broader meaning behind it. And I think that's, that's something that we should really talk about more. Um, like art can be, you know, it can be songs, it can be writing, it can yeah. be, art. it's not confined to simply, you know, what you see in an art gallery. And I think, um, you know, calling yourself an artist is, is a great thing. I think you kind of put a claim on, on the work that you're creating. And I think that's really important to be proud of what you create and, yep. and the talents that you have, because so many people are talented out there. And I feel like um, it really needs to be, um, you know, showcased and highlighted more. So exactly. kudos to you. Yeah, do you make, are you a, do you make work? Are you an artist? Oh, I love to write songs. So um, I would say, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. That's so I good. Love to write songs. So yeah, I, would say I'm an artist but I, I do love to consume as well I love yeah. to look at art and I love to read and I love to you know listen to music and yeah it's awesome I think it's, it's amazing I would love to hear your favorite artists what are some of your favorites oh my goodness my favorite artists um I really love Hiatus Coyote do you know who they are no I haven't heard of them they're amazing they're an amazing band I I'm writing them down right now <laughs> um and yeah, I love Georgia Smith. I love, yeah. um, but I do love R&B as well. Like I, yes. I love so many different types of music. I, I agree. Love. I think it's so cool because like, like it's no longer everyone, it's become so much more normalized where we kind of don't restrict ourselves to one genre. It kind yeah. of, like, I like, I just listen to what I like. Yeah. And like, it's so fun to be fluid and just always changing. Mm -hmm. Like really? I have like 20 playlists for different yep. moods mm -hmm. and it's just different genres. You know, if I'm like sad, you know, I might listen to some like, <laughs> I don't know, it's some sad music, but yeah. if I'm like happy, I'll listen to like R&B or pop or something uplifting. Yep. I even have rock in there, you know? I love it that. Goes, yep. go everywhere. <laughs> With me, my current solace or like what's keeping me sane in lockdown is yeah. Nina Simone. Ooh. Um, Okay. Stevie, Nicks. Stevie Nicks just hits the spot sometimes. Oh my goodness, you're an oldie. I love it, <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Oh, I, I'm, I've been really into Lord. Lord yes, has been Lord giving me, I love her music. It's amazing. Yes. Even Willow, Willow's just smashing. The Willow weekend. is incredible as yes. well. That whole new album. Amazing. Hits the spot, yep. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm getting interviewed now. <laughs> just flip the flip the script um yeah. but um getting back to you because you know i'm here to interview you yep. um how do you feel um oh sorry no actually could you explain gen x to us um a little bit more i mean you've kind of touched on it briefly but um the kind of work that also goes on behind the scenes to get it all up and running because you mm. know rome wasn't built in a day and i'm sure there's so much that goes on that not everyone gets to see yep um, so Gen X is like, again, the MCS flagship program for people aged 12 to 18. Yeah. And the museum is essentially opened after hours for the youth. So mm -hmm. it's no adults. And it's we've attracted over 29,000 attendees since like 2005. So we definitely get a big audience. Mm -hmm. um, we feature live music. We have performances. We have art making, interactive experiences. Um, and we get a lot of contemporary artists. And I think the best part is what we really want to highlight is it's by young people and for young people. Mm. So I think that's really important because making it and doing it again, it's all like our community of youth. It's, it's really empowering. Yes. And I think it's really comforting to know that you are experiencing something from people 
of the same age group as you. It's, it's, it's really liberating somewhat. Um, regarding how it gets done, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of, I'll say it's, it's quite a bit of work. Um, again, <laughs> coming with ideas and with the youth committee, it's kind of like what I love about it is we acknowledge that silence is not ignorance and that's really good. But sometimes when you really want an idea, it's like, okay, who has an idea? And we're all just silent. So it takes, <laughs> so it yeah. takes um, some time to come up with some amazing ideas. But when we do come up with the ideas, they pull out really well. Um, and we've had some amazing programs um, that I'll get into later. But it involves, you know, sending around some docs or drives or everyone coming down. And on a Zoom call, we discuss what we think and our agenda, what are we going to do? And it, it's a big process, but I mean, we all do it and we love it. So it's not a hassle. We're really enjoying while we're doing it. Yeah, that sounds so cool. And, you know, um, what you said about, you know, having conversations with um, the people in the committee for ideas. Um, do you feel like you get your voice really heard when, you, when you're in that kind of setting? Um, do you feel empowered through that? Definitely. Um, what I feel about this group, like the, this group that I'm in is they listen so well and they're such an eloquent and amazing group of people where mm -hmm. you feel like your words do not go to waste you know you're yeah. being heard you know that your words are valuable and that's something that I've always been a little um I don't know if I'll say insecure but like I always feel like when I'm talking to someone they're not actually listening or they don't care about what I'm saying mm -hmm. so being like knowing you're being heard is really empowering and I think that's one of my favorite parts of being in the community the community yeah. Yeah, I think spaces um, like that are so important for young people because I do feel like um, today's generation, like our generation, we do feel quite, you know, like we're not being heard, especially, yeah. you know, in today's climate, you know, when we're fighting for things that we care about and, yeah. you know, a lot of people aren't listening to us. So I think being in spaces with other young people where we get to talk and we get to like flesh out our ideas and actually be heard is so important um, today. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so, um, you know, how do you feel about being a part of a creative space like this? I mean, yes, again, we kind of like are covering these, these topics um, throughout, but um, how has it helped you grow as an individual? Yeah, um, this is a really nice question. Um, I think it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, yeah. So becoming part of this community um, and essentially the ex this exposure that I've had to this new progressive and unforgivably, unforgivably creative and expressive group especially as someone who does come from an extremely conservative and behind community, it was the most influential factor which prompted me to start having an extensive internal dialogue. Yeah. It made me question and it made me want to explore my identity. And mm -hmm. also um, a lot of the things that I felt shame for before, I kind of started to look at them in a new lens, a new perspective, and I started to feel a lot of pride for a lot of the stuff I felt really mm -hmm. shameful for. And I think that was an amazing part of like this liberation that slowly, slowly started to build on as I grew up, you know, as a teenager. Um, mm. And also it does it made me a lot of question a lot of the normalized practices that we have in society, but we kind of just mm. overlook. Mm. I think that's amazing. It literally opened my eyes. And I think that was really important because not only as like, I'm part of the youth committee, but as an individual, I have learned so much you do not understand I've learned amazing amounts of information and mm -hmm. I think I've learned that because everyone has such unique um everyone has such unique stories and perspectives and experiences 
I would love to just go sit down and listen, just mm-hmm. let them be heard. And I learned so much and it's just such an amazing interaction. Yeah. And I learned so much and I don't know, it's just, it's changed me as a being and I'm very grateful for that. That's such a beautiful answer. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think everyone has a story to tell. Like, you could go to the most, you know, unassuming person and they would have a list full of stories to tell you that would just, you know, blow your mind. Because I think, yeah. you know, today, like, you know, seeing people on the street, like, you wouldn't think much, but, you know, people have so many experiences that they have to share. And I think, 100%. Yeah, it's I think like, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, people, like, sometimes they look still, but, like, yeah. there's so much going inside that you don't know. Exactly. So I think it's just interesting to unpack that. Yeah, and I think, you know, having those one-on-one conversations as well with people um, and getting to really, like, know what drives them, what motivates them, what, mm-hmm. you know, inspires them, I think it's really important. And I think, you know, in today's age with social media and technology, I think we've lost a bit of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having these spaces or, you know, still trying to foster these real-life human connections is so important. Um, 100%, yeah. And I think, you know, as an individual, as you said, you've grown a lot from doing that. And I think um, everyone can definitely learn from that. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's important to understand individuals, but also mm-hmm. collectivism is important. But mm-hmm. understanding each person, each individual is also very important because everyone has a unique experience. Yeah. And, and we can all learn from each other and then again, create a nicer piece of collectivism, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it, it creates a more united front in a sense, like yeah. rather than taking people as just, you know, the, the lump, I think um, going into it more and like trying to impact people individually is, is so much more powerful um, in terms of, you know, getting together. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's also a lot of pressure, like you see a lot of people being so cool and so out there. It's kind of like made a lot of people think, oh, but I'm like quite boring or mm. oh, like, oh, tell me something interesting about you. It's like, oh, I don't have anything interesting. Don't yeah. worry about me. But everyone does have that. And it's just you need to help people kind of yeah. get over that fear of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think um, people think that they don't have something interesting to share, but even the most basic of stories have, you know, lessons in them and they have elements in them that are so unique Unique, and so, you know, special to that person. And I think, you know, bringing those conversations up and talking about them and dragging them out, even if someone thinks that they're not important, I think there actually is importance to it. 100%, um, yeah. I love to find meaning in the little things as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yes, definitely. I'm like, a, I'm like an idealist, transcendentalist, so it's quite exhausting <laughs> oh because goodness. I find meaning in everything. It's yeah. like, oh, but maybe that means something. Oh, you know, <laughs> that meant something. And it's like it's come to a point where I'm like, this is exhausting, you know. <laughs> like I just I want to become a nihilist or something. Just, it's so much easier to not care about anything. But it, it also has its own beauty, just finding beauty in the small and everyday things yeah and I think for me I feel like that is my meaning of life that's what I find well yeah so yeah I think it changes for everyone but I think you know finding meaning in things that don't seem to have meaning is really really interesting (laughs) yes it makes the mundane you know more exciting and vibrant Mm -hmm. so you know moving on um, what are some of the most um, standout events or programs that you've been a part of through your work with the MCA Hmm. Okay. Without hesitation, this was an easy one. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the brightest and the most memorable event that was conducted by the youth committee last year, I think it was, would be the International Women's Days event, International mm-hmm. Women's Day event that we had. Yeah. Um, 
I just remember the meaningful conversations and all the new perspectives I gathered and discovered. Mm -hmm. um, I always tend to go home with like a bunch of new book recommendations and music recommendations. Yeah. Um, and that's because, I, of course, I got to meet so many new personalities. Um, mm. But that specific event, I'm sure anyone who attended would agree that the highlight would be the panel talk. We had a nice panel talk. It was, I think it was six or seven of us um, members of the youth committee. Mm. Um, and we had a nice, we were expecting a youth audience, but we actually got an older audience, oh. which was surprisingly, um, I think, much better. Or I, I preferred it that way because we were able to transfer mm. our perspective onto the older generation. Yeah. So it was kind of showing them what we believed and what we valued. Mm. Um, but this panel talk was most memorable because it was an instance for me personally where I felt this major euphoria of liberation. Mm. Um, the MCA I've acknowledged, um, like we've acknowledged internally and I've acknowledged personally um, to be a safe space. I've always thought of it to be a safe space. Um, yeah. And being able to speak my truth comfortably and know that I am being heard mm. um, and having my members beside me as well. It was just, it was really empowering to speak on what I had not bottled up, but something that I've been thinking about for the past years and being able to literally have the microphone in my hand and being mm -hmm. able to tell and speak it out. That was, it was like, again, it really helped me feel much open, more open and it yeah. helped with my, um, the construction of my new and authentic personality. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I love I love speaking. I, I think yeah. it helps me get everything out or, or writing it down. I I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I I 100% agree with that. And I think it's important to, you know, have these spaces again that allow you to have this liberation. Um, but even what you were saying in terms of, you know, as young people on the panel speaking to an audience of adults, um, I was talking to um, the Australian youth representative um, for the UN in one of my yeah. interviews, and she's been traveling around Australia asking young people what they would do if they were the key drivers in decision making. Um, and they were saying, a lot of them were saying, like a major consensus was that they would love to, you know, work with, um, in liaison with adults and older people to yep. see change happen because you know as young people you know yes we have these awesome ideas but we do need to still transfer that knowledge and, and kind of work together with mm. you know, older generations in order to see it happen um, and I think that was really insightful to hear um, yep. because yeah I think I think it's super important because you know as much as we can transfer um, this knowledge amongst us as young people I think you know trying to branch out and also speak to adults and people that have more experience but also might not have the same experiences as us yes. is really important to see change actualized mm, so. I agree 100% that was perfectly <laughs> said yeah I really 100% agree with that thank you <laughs> Sorry, I just went on a little rant there. No, no, that's okay. I loved that. Um, yeah. I agree because you do need that link between generation. And like I said, one of our main points in our manifesto was we want to create cross-generational dialogues mm. about issues important to us. Yes. So again, it's acknowledging that we can't do this by ourselves. We mm. do need small, we need a sort of assistance or we need to be heard by people outside our generation. Yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. Until we get to the until we get to that age, you know. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yes. we can, then we can <laughs> then we can, you know, go all guns lazy. Yeah. But um <laughs> so if not a member of the youth committee, um what are some other ways that young people can get involved with the MCA? Okay, um the I think obviously the generic answer would be by participating with our programs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to get involved, learn about us. We are always open to talk to you and yeah. get to know you and help you out personally. I think that's an amazing way. Or by interacting with our social media pages, I think we are currently working on rehabilitating and restoring life into our social media. It's been yeah. dead for a while. No one's <laughs> cared about it. So we're thinking of giving an update, especially with the changes we've had. Mm. Um, I think the highlight of the social media would be um, it provides amazing opportunities for young artists to like showcase their work because we do want to provide those opportunities. And again, as like an artist, it was really hard for me to, first of all, discover that I was an artist. And then I reached the point where as much as I love to make and I, I am doing it for myself, there is an aspect and part of me that wants to share it externally as well. Yeah. And at the time, I found no medium. Like, I really wanted to showcase my work, but there is no way to showcase it to. Like, I have an Insta page, but, like, that's it. And, like, I'm quite private with my Insta. Like, I don't know why. It's, a, it's an art page, but I have a private. I don't know why. Mm. But um, I think the MCA youth social media would be an amazing opportunity for everyone to share and discover works of young artists all around Sydney, Australia, and I def- also anyone hearing this who does want to share their work, feel free to like pass a DM to the MCA and we will showcase your work because we've done that before. Musical artists, you know, Gen Next was an amazing way for musical artists to come and perform. Mm. And that was, I remember at school being like, oh, you have an amazing piece of work. But like, I'm just going to go share it at the MCA because that was <laughs> such an amazing opportunity for yeah. them to kind of share their music and I think definitely, even though Gen X has kind of diminished or kind of been is becoming dormant, we mm-hmm. should still let artists have that opportunity and let them know that they are valued and are being heard. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. interesting to hear. And, and I love hearing about that. So for anyone that's interested, you know, feel free to send the MCA a DM with your artworks. I, I know personally so many um, young and, and incredible artists that don't really get the chance to shine. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's really important to, you know, try and get out there because I think, you know, everything, everyone has a talent and I think um, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see it. Um, showcase. I think everyone does have a talent. It's just... It's like this, uh, I don't know, like I have this like talent where I can blame everything on capitalism, but, <laughs> but I feel like it's like it's like this capitalist construct of productivity that we like always have to be productive and we have to measure our success by being productive. And it's yes. also this construct of like you have to be humble all the time, you know. Mm. I feel like it's okay to acknowledge what you're good at and speak what you're good at. It, as much as it is good to be to an extent humble, it's okay to be out there to know be like hey i'm good at painting or i'm good at that we kind of feel shamed for doing that it's like oh yeah. you are up yourself i definitely <laughs> do not think anyone should feel shame for being good at something because yeah. by that we get to share and we also encourage and also by doing that we don't go to someone and be like hey what are you good at they're like oh i'm good at nothing or i'm not mm-hmm. good at anything i'm like i know you are good at something <laughs> you just need to tell me what that is and think about it yeah so, yeah i definitely think 
that's something to yeah and I think um, I think in, t- in terms of talent or like um when people are thinking if they have a talent they're thinking of the you know they're kind of like they're thinking art or like painting or drawing and your talent doesn't have to be you know conventional it doesn't have to be what everyone else is doing it could be something unique something really special and niche to you Um, but yeah and I think um, yeah I think putting claim on what you what your talent is is so important and I I really want to see that happen Mm. with young people so yeah this platform um, this this podcast is really all about that really getting that message through that young people are really cool and we can do some really awesome things um it's just you know finding that voice and finding that you know confidence to really get out there mm, i agree yes 100 <laughs> so um what is your advice for anyone that's interested in joining the mca youth committee i mean i guess again it could be a lot to do with you know putting claim over your talent and putting claim over what you're proud of but um, any other advice that you would have um i just think that you should not hesitate at all. If, um, again, if you don't know exactly like through digital means how to get in touch with us, feel free to come straight up to us and let us know personally in person and be like, hey, I literally want to get involved. Can you help me out? Um, the youth committee, um, I'm sure we've established is this open, we're a safe, we're an accepting space for mm-hmm. anyone who wants to join with us or interact with us. We're just chill. We're like, hey, get over here. Fine. You're part of the family now. Um, <laughs> and there's what I think is there is like what everyone sees externally. It seems very well, but there's also so much chemistry being constructed internally as a group. We have a strong bond as a group um, that no one sees. You know, as a member, we are always discussing we are constructing these programs but whilst we're doing that we're creating amazing relationships with each other we're getting to know each other and again it's always open to anyone else who wants to come and join the family you know Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. really 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 nice to hear I I love how there's that really kind of familial like um, relationship that's fostered between you all that really strong connection I think um, Mm -hmm. it's a great thing to see um, amongst young people getting together yeah. <laughs> yeah so um my kind of final you know planned out question for you is as a young person as a young vibrant and promising individual already making an impact um through your membership with the mca youth committee um what are your plans for the future and are there any specific projects or ideas that you have that you'd love to work on um as a <laughs> member of the mca um, i do want to continue i think it's an amazing opportunity for me, um, learning about myself, I learn so much about myself all the time, each time I go. So I do want to continue. Regarding events, I've been I've been saying it for a while, as like the group, anyone who's probably rolled their eyes, but I've always been wanting and I've been keen on bringing some programs outside of the city space and mm-hmm. kind of moving it along to more suburban, suburban places. Um, yeah. Again, thinking of accessibility and inclusivity, um, I've been wanting to bring it over to the Castilla Powerhouse Museum. I know we did that a little while ago, but I was not part of the team then. Um, yeah. Because I know no one in my school knows about the youth committee or Gen Next mm. or no one. Like I, could, I doubt anyone and that does make me a little sad. So yeah. I do want to get more people involved in it, especially in my community. Because mm-hmm. I definitely think that, like, we are so behind. Like, we we have to progress, people. Like, people hurry up. Progress needed, <laughs> you know. Um, that's why, again, I feel so happy because I feel safe and part. Like, I feel at one with the progressive community once I'm at yeah. the city. Mm-hmm. But I do want to extend that outwards. Um, 
Again, I'm also very keen on the decentralization of art in the developed or urban spaces. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, destigmatizing that pretentious, bougie, um, adult art scene, you know. Mm. I, like you said before, art is so open for anyone. And it's yeah. not there's no one way to do it. There is no wrong way to do it. It's mm. just expression, I think. And everyone's expression can differ. And I just hope everyone can realize that at some point. Yeah. And like, you know, people are like, is everyone creative? And I definitely think that everyone is creative, but there is no one way to be creative. Yeah. Everyone has different ways of expressing themselves and it's just acknowledging and again, losing that humbleness and just being, yes, I am creative and mm -hmm. just kind of exploring, expressing, being yourself because art is an amazing way to discover who you are. It takes mm -hmm. away those chains and like of just, I feel like with myself and it, arts, especially through the medium of painting, I found myself, I was really wanting to express but I didn't know what I wanted to express, but I knew that I wanted to express something. And then mm -hmm. later on, when I look back at my work, I realized that like, oh, it was that what I was, that's what I was feeling. And then mm -hmm. I kind of build up on myself and it's just, an, it's a journey. It's an amazing medium. I think everyone should get involved in TV, arts, yeah. one way or another. Definitely. Um, and I think, you know, that that kind of project of yours to get it out um, into, you know, so many different spaces and make it more accessible is really important because, um, yeah, I think there are so many people out there that might not, you know, be in the city kind of um, the city area or they might not know about the program that have their talents that really need to be tapped into. Um, so, yeah, getting it out there and, and um, using the MCA as a platform for that is, is an awesome thing. And I, and I wish you all the best um, with mm -hmm. getting that through. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so my last question for you is is not something that I sent you through. It's just, you know, off this conversation. Yep. Um, but, you know, any little like extra tips or advice or anything else you really wanted to say before we kind of finish up? Hmm. I know you have some um, bubbling ideas up in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so interesting. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> let me think. Um, just some tips is kind of... I think reading is an amazing thing, straight up. I just think everyone should get into reading. There's so much to learn. Just learn, never stop. And I, that sounds kind of generic, I know, but <laughs> I feel like opening yourself and just being open to anything that life throws at you is, I mean, it's just the only way to grow. Being, I like to always think that we have to progress. You will not use a Nokia today i mean it's not the most ideal thing you do have to progress as you live life so yeah. again facilitate your ideas facilitate your your doubts your anything and just it's i think it's okay to feel uncomfortable sometimes it's okay to feel in the dark sometimes because again you need those to grow as a being you know yeah. and i just think find it's hard to find hobbies but just find anything to do you know spend your time discovering just discover anything. I don't know. I've been really, okay. This is a little too much, a little too much information, but I've been like into, I've always been into spirituality. Yeah. Um, like I've always, like since I was 12 or something, I've always been interested in, you know, Eastern philosophy, you know, meditation, Zenism. Yeah. And I think that's something else. It's, it has become more mainstream and mm -hmm. I try to keep it authentic, as authentic as I can to its yeah. roots. But I do think that mindfulness is an amazing way to, be more thankful and happier and more conscious of life because life, I wouldn't say it, it's, 
it's a thing and we're stuck with it, but work with it, I think, you know, yeah. deal with it and just learn every day. And yeah, <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's it. No, a hundred percent. I love mindfulness and, and the practice of that as well. And spirituality is super, super interesting and I love reading about it. Um, mm. But yeah, I think, you know, reading and, and discovering and, and consuming and, and just learning as you grow and evolve is so important. Um, and I think, you know, I, I really love that whole concept of, you know, um, not remaining stagnant. I hate stagnation. I yep. think we need to continue continuously keep moving forward. So I think, you know, learning and, and um, developing is so important. And, and I think reading and, and learning more is the best way to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Thank you so, so much. Thank Omar, you so much. For being here today. It's been an amazing um, conversation and chat with you. Um, you've had so many inspiring and interesting things to say. Um, and I can't wait for everyone to hear this. So, thank, thank you so much. You've been amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. See you. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. A huge thank you to Omar for taking the time to chat with me and a big thank you to you all for listening. If you would like to keep updated with the MCA GenXt Youth Committee, you can follow their Instagram page at mca.genxt and are welcome to reach out to them at any time. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify to be notified of our next interview. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, feel free to give us a five-star rating. Also follow us on Instagram. Our username is at the Telltale Podcast. That's at the Telltale Podcast. The Telltale Podcast is also planning to be expanded beyond a solely podcast format with our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe by following the link in our Instagram bio or by checking the description of this episode. For business inquiries, our email address is telltalemedia at outlook.com. Thank you again for listening to Omar's Tale and we'll see you next episode for another exciting interview.